ladies and gentlemen. Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Here comes the ready and now. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars returned to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, Saturday, 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 Saturday. Seatbelts on, welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Yeah, Dan Ganane is going to be joining you back again in a couple of weeks. My name's Elliot Lovejoy. First up, Let's go to a man that's never been better dressed in his life. From last week where he's covered in hay and all sorts of things to this week where he's Hugh Hefner 2.0, a better head of hair, Mr. Richard Friedman. How are you, mate? Thank you. That's Elliot taking it a bit too far. Joy, if that's your real name. Uh, it's, it's race day today. I've got to go to the race today. But, um, you know, introing Dan the way that Elliot just did so beautifully, Candice. What about Dan? Dan over there in the United States. Oh, I don't like social media. It's a sewer. Can't stay off it. No. Cannot stay off it. And where has he sent pictures from? He was in the crowd at that show called The View. You know, the... What? Whoopi Goldberg. That show, yes. But in the audience. Yep, he was in the, the audience. He's like, don't judge me. So I want to find out when he gets back oh, what that was judged. all about. He is already And judged. is that the only show that he's going to? That's it. I wonder. Right. Not going to Wayne Newton or, you know, any of those, those shows they put on in Vegas. Maybe. Tell you what. Have you noticed any of this, Elliot? Yeah, I, I take a good look on there. Look, he's taking his mum around. He's, he's a much better bloke Fair than you, enough. and I, I can appreciate what he's doing. That's true, too. Uh, this first hour, we'll catch up with your mate Chris Waller ahead of a massive race day today, the Everest at Randwick. Uh, that's inside 45 minutes. Des Hasler is gone from Manly. That saga is just ongoing. There was a crisis meeting with the Travojevic boys yesterday. But coming up next, Ben Damon. Uh, Damon, he's our man in boxing. There's a rematch that's happening tomorrow between Haney and Cambosis. It's on main event. Foxtel and KO Sports. Does our man Cambosis stand a chance? We'll find out from Ben straight after this. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, Hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. It is the rematch that everybody's been asking for. George Cambos is simply outclassed by Devin Haney first up. Tomorrow, you'll watch that rematch uh, live via main event. Uh, Foxtel and KO Sports as well. George and his whole team has promised a much better showing. Joining us now, a man that knows a lot more than all of us from Fox Sports and main event TV, Ben Damon. Do we genuinely give George a chance here? Oh, we have to, don't we? Because um, he's got to change things, no doubt about that. You're right. He was outclassed first time around. But the great thing about George Cambosis and his journey is we know that he could pull off major upsets. He did it before against TFMO Lopez. That was the fight that really created uh, this part of the journey for George Cambosis. And, and that was a monster upset. He went to Madison Square Garden as an enormous underdog and uh, he dropped TFMO Lopez in the first round and then he beat him pretty clearly on points. So we've seen him do it before. Admittedly, uh, this is a tough task against someone who is right up there as one of the best boxers in the world, a 23-year-old undisputed champion in Devon Haney. But you've got to give Cambosis a chance because he's done it before. George admitted that um, he got caught up with the hype and the distractions in the lead-up to the last fight. But he's back where he feels most confident and comfortable, and that's being the underdog. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, that's where he was for that fight against Lopez. Uh, he was the underdog there. He was the underdog in the first fight, but uh, yeah, they definitely got caught up in the hype. They started to believe uh, a lot of what was being said about them. Um, him and his team, George Cambosis, um, he's talked about ego and distractions, and certainly all of those things were pretty clear to see in the build-up to that first fight, but he has stripped it all back. He's been uh, really inaccessible in the lead-up to this fight. He's been frustrating for the promoters because they want him to sell the fight, but he's uh, been underground instead. So he's just been thinking about what he's going to do in the fight, the way that he can tactically uh, improve and get past the jab of Devin Haney that was so dominant first time around. And yeah, the way that he can cause what would be a monumental upset. The pre-fight press conference was full of drama, um, crazy antics, and it wasn't just the two fighters, but their fathers reviving a rivalry. Yeah, the uh, the fathers uh, seem to have a, a fair bit of a beef there. It's pretty rare that you see the fathers actually facing off uh, when the fighters are facing off at a press conference. I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. They should and, fight on the undercut. Well, they, they might as well. Uh, yeah, the way that they're talking, they should be fighting, to be perfectly honest. But they, uh, yeah, they've, they've made themselves front and centre, the two dads. So uh, we might be seeing that in the ring, though. We'll be seeing the sons who are much fitter versions of the fathers. Benny is Richard here. But what do you think George will do? He's got to come up with something new, as you said. He's got to come up with a new angle. Can't go out there and fight the same fight because he'll get the same result. What do you think that the shock tactic will be? Well, he's got to be more aggressive, Richard, because last time out, he just sat at the exact distance that Devin Haney wanted him to be. He was just right on the end of all of his punches, and he just couldn't get past the jab. So he has to be more aggressive and, and really throw himself through that jab and get on the inside and, and, and punch when he's there. Um, Has it, he got to turn it to... ugly? Yeah, he'll try and turn it ugly, and, and a lot of that will come down to how the referee uh, allows him to do that. He'll, he'll grab and hold and try and get inside and, and be rough and tough, but he, he's, it's so hard to get close to someone like Haney because he's so slick and he's got such a good eye. He just picks you off on the way in. So mm. George has got to be more aggressive, but he can't be too aggressive because if he does, he might get himself knocked out because Devin Haney, uh, he'll be trying to pick him off on the way in. If he finds him on the way in, uh, it could be nasty for George. But if Cambosis can get inside and, and punch from there, then, then it gives him the best possible chance against someone who's just so classy like Devin Haney. Haney v. Cambosas, two main event again on Foxtel and KO Sports. Best in the business when it comes to boxing is Mr. Ben Damon. Appreciate your time today on the Dead Set Legends, mate. Good on you. Thank you. Hey, coming up next, guys, uh, I know your favourite athlete of all time, Has Buller. He's been in the country recently. Has he has some huge has news. Buller. Some it's, huge how news. How does he have huge news? He's four foot tall. <laughs> it's straight after <laughs> this on Triple M. Set and match. The cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. All right, to the Cricket World Cup first. Now, Australia, Candace, is, is a week away from their first competitive game. The preparations are done. Is it fair to say, especially with the, the games against England, didn't quite go the way we, we hoped? Yeah, look, I. Obviously not. The first game um, that we played, well, Australia played in Perth, we were down, you know, five bowlers. They, they were being rested. So everyone thought that maybe there would be a turnaround going into the matches in Canberra. Um, look, I, I don't think there's anything to worry about too much. They are just warm-up matches. Australia have another game on Monday up at the Gabba against India, which will be behind closed doors. 
I think what Australia's been trying to do is just sort of work out what is the, their best formula, give people a go in positions that they may be, you know, not necessarily usually playing, sort of just trying to work everything out. But come next Saturday, which is now going to be a sellout at the SCG, the first game against New Zealand, I think we're going to see a very different, more aggressive an Australian team. Yeah, I, if there is a problem, it's in that middle order. They are unreliable. Uh, I'm here to tell you. They, <laughs> if we don't get away to a blazing start, depending on the middle order to put together an innings, very hit and miss. So Steve know? Smith hasn't been playing the last few games. So would you think that maybe Steve Smith should be in that 11? Well, I think if you – yeah, 100% he should be because he's one guy who can put together an innings. You know, he should definitely uh, be there. But, you know, the – I don't know, Aaron Finch, he's, he's, he's very patchy at the moment. You know, he's just – if he and Dave don't get away to a good start – and Dave's been in good form. He's been knocking runs out of the park, you know, but – but Aaron Finch has been a little bit tricky. I think there's there's nothing to worry about with Finchy. Uh, we've seen it in the past. So with the last World Cup in Dubai last year, David didn't play overly well going into those warm-up matches. They are only warm-up matches, so we don't need to stress. Uh, David and Finchy know each other's game so well. I think come World Cup time, it's it will just click. And um, okay, if it doesn't, right? If you get the through the, if we lose the first two matches, that's it, isn't it? We're gone. Oh, basically. So if we lose the first match and and Finch, Finch gets another golden duck, he won't. Right. Okay. Let's hope he doesn't. Um, no one hopes more than me that he doesn't. But if he does, what do you do? Do you go again, or do you put Wade up? To open with Dave. Look, I'm not a selector. I'm not a coach. No, everybody is. I don't know. Isn't that true? Everybody in Australia He's is the an Australian amateur selector. He's the Australian T20 captain. Uh, he played his 100th T20 match for for the country last year, which no other Australian has done. He belongs in the side and uh, he, he will be fine. It oh, will be fine. One okay. triple three five three. You can weigh in on any of this, any stage, by the way. I'll come to you, Richard. Your, your beloved manly side in the NRL. What he's doing, mate, Dez is gone. A tumultuous week. There were Zoom meetings to decide maybe whether the Turbo Boys would stay. Now your mate Wayne Bennett saying, oh, yeah, I'd take them if they're available. We'll think about it. Wayne. Oh, look, Manly are in perpetual turmoil. That's just the nature of the Manly club. They're always eating themselves alive from the inside. But, you know, some years, and for a lot of years when Dez was there, they managed to cope with all of that Mm -hmm. and, and win premierships. Like, Dez is as manly as it comes. There just is no more manly person than, than Dez. And for them to exit him, that will cause ructions. I don't care. You know, you get rid of a club icon like that who's taken them to premierships, who's played for them with distinction. It's very, very tumultuous. He's won two premierships as a player for Manly um, and two premierships as a coach. And to see him sort of exited and, and sacked the way he and, – and how it's been handled, uh, not just in the last few weeks, but all season. All yeah, season, you know. They're, they're um, never I just think it's well, been handled poorly. And well, I they, think, every coach sacking is handled poorly. I mean, when was the last good coach sacking? Oh, yeah, that was handled well. You never hear it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very see, true. It's a good point, Richard. It's good from you. Um, and, and finally, your favourite athlete in the entire world. This is massive news. If you love your UFC, uh, Hasbulla. You, you may have seen him. He's a uh, <laughs> slightly smaller than normal human being. He's, he's in his 20s. He's out of Russia. He's signed an official contract with the UFC, which means he will have a fight. The question is who? So the details, uh, they say, will be revealed by the end of the the year. 
However, um, it is a, a five-year promotional deal. So his deal is to promote upcoming fights. Um, it's a, just a cheeky way to have more eyes on the UFC well, and, like sell, the and sell a bit more merchandise. Yes, yes. 100%. <laughs> yes. ka But, you know, yeah. this, this story that he's going to have a fight – yeah. Who's he fighting? You. Hasbulla v. Friedman, and he would knock you out, let me even, tell you. Even I could hold him above my head and twirl him around. Right? And the best thing is, with Christmas coming up, you can purchase a Hasbulla fight kit. So, oh, what's in that? Very little gloves and very little shoes? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, really. It's, it's, well, it's, we're talking about UFC, okay. aren't we? So yeah, yeah. It's If it's just job. he's promoting the UFC, and, and that's what he's yeah. doing. But this talk of the fight, really, come on. One triple three five three. You can weigh in on on all of that if you wish. Your favourite caller today on the Dead Set Legends will sort you out with the family pass to the Sydney Kings taking on the Adelaide Thirty Sixes. Your calls are next on Triple M. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner. Candice, I mean, it's a what a fit person's Christmas this weekend. The Coolangatta Gold. Yes, yeah, the Coolangatta Gold. The forty-one kilometre endurance event for Surf Life Saving kicks off tomorrow morning. It's still on. Uh, it is still on. Yeah, and it's lost a bit of profile though, hasn't it? It has a little bit down here, but up on the Gold Coast, it's bigger still than big. ever. Yeah. Massive. And Ali yeah. Day, uh, the man who just seems to win absolutely everything at the moment, is going for the most wins ever, which is seven. He's like the nature strip of of, of Cool and Gatta Gold, he, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? He can do the endurance. He can do the sprinting yeah, stuff. He's, did you have a crack at that? I did. I did. How'd you go? Look, the best I... Finished with seventh. All right. Um, yeah. Who was the star at that time? That, that, uh, uh, look, that's irrelevant because we're talking about the Cool and Gatta Gold. Apart from you, I mean. Of <laughs> course, you were the, the star. The Cool and Gatta right? Gold that starts tomorrow. <laughs> but when you think of the Cool and Gatta Gold, I see the, the, the movie. I think about the movie. I also think about um, the iconic races like the, the 19... 19- 85. I remember you know, the Guy movie. Leach was an 18-year-old blonde <laughs> from Manly and running through in the crowd. Uh, but I think it's going to be the tightest race ever um, tomorrow. Matt Bevilacqua, um, he could dethrone Ali Day. This he He's only won it once, and that was when Ali was out injured. So um, He's his nemesis. He is his nemesis. Yes. And there's a young boy, Finn Ashku, who um, won the short course race last year that trains with Ali, who I think will yeah. go will go close. Good so, eye candy for the girls down there. with the, those. And for the boys. Yes, and the yep. boys as so well. It's going to be yeah. a big event. Yeah. Well, it's the second biggest event of this weekend, number one being Candice's Quiz. That is next. Oh, no. If you want to win yourself a $100 Bingley voucher, one triple three five three. Now is the time to call the Dead Set Legends on Triple A. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Ladies and gentlemen, they say knowledge is power. Well, plug me in and power me up. It's time on Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Candace's Quiz. The quiz with no rules. Great service, great brands, great value. Now available in store and online at Bingley. Better living every day. Bingley, fantastic sponsors. How is it? it. 
that every week you crash that opener. I don't understand. I don't know. Because everything is, has to always be about Richard. <laughs> always. Yes. Your quiz returns. It is the highlight of the Dead Set Legends every single week. A $100 voucher to give away to Bing Lee. Hopefully it's someone today. Who we got? Today we have Todd from Kernel. Now I just want to say, I just want to apologise for all the callers that called up and we couldn't get you on because yeah. um, you'll have a chance all in the next few you. weeks. But Todd from Kernel, <laughs> welcome. How are you all? Yeah, really Todd, good. How are you? Todd, do you know what the rules of this, this quiz is? Oh, you're going to explain it to me. No, you don't know, do you? <laughs> no. Because no one does. Uh, there are no rules. Yes. She makes them up as I she goes don't. along. Todd. Anyway, well, okay. Right. So, Todd, that's you're right. up against... Yeah, exactly. Todd, you're up against Richard today. And, Richard, I'll oh. ask you the first question. Right. Richard, Manly Seagulls removed Des Hasler as coach on Thursday. How many seasons did he coach the Seagulls for? Eight? No. It was 12. It's oh. a bad fan. Yeah. So, from wow. 2004 to 11 and 19 to 22. Long? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right, Todd. Who won the Everest in 2021? Nature Strip. Yes. Right. I go couldn't to, get that question, could Todd, I? Go, Todd. Go, yeah. Todd. Of course, okay. Todd. Yeah, good on you, Todd. Well done. Thanks, mate. Richard, true or false, Manchester City are currently top of the EPL table. True. Okay, false. False. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Okay, Todd, if you get this right, you win the $100 Bingley voucher. You're shocking, Richard. Well, I'm trying to get it over with. so bad. (laughs) All right. The worst quiz on radio. Shush. The Rugby League World Cup begins this weekend. There are 16 teams in the men's event. Which two sides are making their debuts in the tournament? A, Switzerland and Argentina. B, Greece and Jamaica, or C, Vietnam and China? Oh, first one. There was a Swiss and... And Argentina? Argentina? Yeah, no, that's wrong. Sorry. It was Greece and Jamaica. (laughs) Now, you see what you've done here, Todd? You've now extended this beyond where it was going. Okay, Richard. (laughs) It's all your fault. (laughs) Okay, Max Verstappen won the Formula One world title last weekend. Where was he born? I think Max is Dutch, isn't he? Well, Dutch isn't the country. So where was he born? In the Netherlands. No. Belgium, which means... Uh, What's the difference? Todd, you are the winner. Oh, thanks. Not another question. No, you don't even have to do the, the last question because <laughs> Richard God, was so God. bad at this quiz. Thank God. Whoa. Thank God it's over. So Richard, much, Richard. you don't <laughs> Thanks, get to Tom. whack the quiz because you suck at it. That's not how it works. You can't revert back to a four-year-old when you lose. Why not? The world doesn't Who work said? that way. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm learning quickly. Great service, great brands, great value. Now available in-store online at Bingley. Better living every day. Coming up next, we preview the Everest. Are we also... Are going to get Richard's tips. Some are saying he was a coward last week because he knew it was going to rain, so he picked a race that was later in the day. That's not what I'm they saying. They called him off. Other people. It's a win for everyone. Chris Waller <laughs> will join us to the trainer and nature strip straight after this on Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. All thanks to the Legends at Sportsbet. You can get on that Sportsbet app today and start a bet with mates group. My mates are absolute derricks and they've worked it out, so you can too. Gamble responsibly and call 1 800 858 858.
Well, later on this afternoon, they're going to be running the biggest race on turf. $15 million up for grabs in the Everest this afternoon. And the man who prepares the world champion, who's going to start favourite and will be very hard to beat, Chris Waller, trainer of Nature Strip. Chris, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure, Richard. It's lovely to talk to you this morning. It is, isn't it? Hi, girls. Hello. <laughs> we just uh, we just stood together for four hours out there. Just <laughs> testing girls, the whole morning. He, he leaves the trainer's tower and doesn't say goodbye every single morning. And I have to pull him up and say, Richard, goodbye. <laughs> other, says, a bit oh, like yeah, when he goodbye. comes into work. He hasn't got right. he hasn't got a lot of manners. Chris mm, gets very hurt. Interesting. I, I have to be more, more careful. He's quite a delicate does Soul. Chris look as nice as you do today? Richard, you're in the suit. I've had a shower, You've got your Chris. hair slicked back. Usually you come in and you're covered in... I have a shower once a week whether I need it or hay. not. <laughs> huh? It'd be a, pretty, be a pretty quick one. He's, what, he's careful what the water he uses. <laughs> now, on to more serious matters. Yes. The, the horse, I see him every now and again. He walks past. Gosh, he looks good. Yeah, he's as good as we can have him, Richard. Those of you that don't follow racing a lot, he went across to the UK and ran at Royal Ascot in June and took on supposedly the best sprinters from the Northern Hemisphere and beat them. And that posed a little bit of a challenge because we then had to bring them back to the opposite hemisphere. And horses, in my opinion, are controlled by the the spring, the summer and autumn and winter. And um, he's actually coped really well with it. So I don't know what to expect when he came back, but he's come back off the plane looking tip-top and he resumed with a good win four weeks ago, and he's ready to go today. Tracks got up to the soft range now, which is probably better for him, isn't it? He, he does prefer it rather than the, the heavy range. But the, the wide gate, he, um, everyone's anticipating he'll go forward and start you know, putting pressure on the, the leaders there mid-race, as you say, and then sustain that pressure. That, just that wide gate, does it give you pause for thought? Well, it does, but and it's like an athletics race, the, the ones drawn out wide get an advantage, but not in the horse race. But I think with Nature Strip, he's 570 kilos, he's what we call 17 hands, which is very tall. It's a lot of weight to get mobile from, in, from the barriers, and he's not the best of beginners. So he's slow off the blocks. If he's drawn on an inside barrier, those that have drawn outside can, can squash him in and sort of say, well, you stay there. But when you've got the widest barrier, he can get going, get into his rhythm and come across and join up or join in where he needs to. And if they go too quick, well, he can sit off them. If they go too slow, he can sit closer to the speed. And I think similar to last year, he drew a barrier 11 or so along those, a similar gate. And he won the TJ, which is a big sprint in the autumn from the outside barrier. So I actually think it could suit him. Chris, always one of this. Can't ask Richard because he doesn't have a soul. But but for horse trainers, when when actually when the, your horse is in the barrier and it's simply the horse and the jockey, when when you have no control over it at that point, is that a tough thing as a trainer? Yeah, you try and block it all out, and basically you t- keep yourself busy. You're a coach of a, a a team of a few horses running today, and all of a sudden you're putting the saddle on a runner in a fifteen million dollar race, and it's the pressure starts to build then and. Once you hand the horse over to James McDonald, who's arguably the world's best at the moment, it's a big relief because it's out of my control. So mm. you just wait for the race to run. When they're in the barriers, you want to see them step away cleanly. Anything can happen at a horse race or a sporting event, and, and you just want to see them come home safe. What's your best outside of him today? Got me on the spot, Richie. What's one of yours? No, don't worry about mine. <laughs> Mine's starting $10. You'll have five favourites. <laughs> 
Um, tricky day. I really like a horse called Waterford. He's drawn an outside barrier as well, um, but he certainly one to follow. Waterford. He's yeah. in the um, Silver Eagle. In the Silver Eagle. No, no, good. Yeah. I'm writing that down. Look, Chris, I won't take up any more of your time. I know it's a really busy day for you. So um, good luck today, and I know that uh, the big horse will do do you proud, but the whole team will run well, and just uh, go out and enjoy the day, eh? Thanks very much. Goodbye. <laughs> See you, Chris. He's, He's a much done. nicer bloke than you, isn't he, Richard? He seems so, it's, yeah. It's something about until you right. Until you know him. <laughs> Are we getting a quick tip from you before we roll on here? Yeah, Leah. I, I was going to tip uh, Nature Strip anyway. But, oh, that's but, an easy uh, win for but, you. Yeah. No, but... Wow, I'll... thanks. Thanks for the scoop. <laughs> See, this is why I hate the tipping game. You know that. But <laughs> I'm going to tip in race three, num- number mm. three, Surf Dancer, who's not favourite. Um, it looks like a two-horse race between him and the number one Cascadian, but I think Surf Dancer might turn the tables today. No, good on you, mate. They did set legends on Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Yeah, second hour, we're going to spend some time with Greg Rust. Rusty's Garage. Uh, it's a podcast. It's free on Listener. He's actually live from Phillip Island. The MotoGP is there and it's wet. We'll spend some time with him soon. Uh, guys, the Des Hasler news, whilst it's shocking in itself, are we more surprised that the man that seems to be in line is Anthony Seabold? Well, I, I guess so. I mean, it was hardly, you know, a stellar stint up north, was it? You know, he did have the... He did, it was very... Look, he's obviously very capable coach because, you know, he had that, that time in Sydney and he was, when he was assistant coach and he was really good. Everyone, big rap on him, but okay. They just, uh, but who else are they going to get? That's the, that's the point. You've got to get a, you know, an experienced coach and who, who's around. Yep. The fa- and the fans aren't happy though. The fans aren't happy. I just I read a poll um, that was just on the Daily Telegraph and there was thousands of people and 72% have said that the Seagulls have got this wrong. Yeah. Well, Manly fans are so devoted to Des, they'd rather have the team losing with Des than winning with someone else, probably. Where do you think the disconnect started, though? Because it seemed fractured when, when the, the Pride jerseys came out. You know, he, he was forced to front the media at that stage. It didn't seem like on surface level the relationship with those behind the scenes and Des was amazing. Do you think it was prior to that, though, that things were bubbling away? Well, they didn't have, officially, they didn't have a CEO when that Pride jersey thing blew up. And basically there was no one there, you know, guiding the ship except for the board, which is always problematic. You know, the board haven't got time to, they've got other businesses to run, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, no one was running the ship then and Des had to step up. I, I think it would be unfair to level any blame at Des for that situation, but it did seem to, it did seem to show a club that was in complete, turmoil yep. at the time. It derailed their season. And the interesting thing is if Manly made the top eight, it would have um, activated an extension in Des's contract. So that would have just been made things very, very different. But yeah. I think with Des, it seemed like he had too much power and the board wanted a bit of that power back. Yeah. And that's always problematic at Ran- at uh, Manly, that the, you know, the board having too much control. <laughs> Des, when it was really firing was when Des was in control. But, but, you know, you can't just blame the coach, though. It's usually got more to do with the cattle than the coach. But, I think uh, now, man, I mean, if Seabold does come in, it's it's now his time is he's got to get those three big players on, on side, and that's DCE and, and the Travoyevich brothers. 
All right, we can expect an official announcement over the next couple of weeks. But next, live from the UK, Emma Lawrence, the Rugby League World Cup about to get underway. Her smoky, her pick for the tournament is next on Triple M. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Dead Set Legends on Triple M, Elliot Lovejoy, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. The Rugby League World Cup is set to kick off. First game is actually uh, just after midnight at 12.30. If you're staying up for that one or early night, get up early to watch it. That'll be Samoa, England, arguably the game of the round, to walk us through them all. Uh, live from the UK, in fact, uh, over there with Channel 9, part of the Triple M family as well, Emma Lawrence. How are you, mate? Thank you for having me on. I'm pumped for the first game. Pleasure. I'm glad you're with us. And we are pumped for the first game too. And Australia's first game, up against Fiji. They're going to be big. They're going to be fast. How's that going to roll? Look, I think, look, Australia are overwhelming favourites for the tournament. As you'd expect, they're fourth in the world, but... Only because of COVID, we haven't played a game in three years, so definitely favourites to um, take out the world title once again. We've won the last two. I'd say if you've got money, I'd put money on Australia. But honestly, the thing is, I think it's the most even competition we've ever had. A lot of players are choosing to play for either Samoa or Tonga. A lot of NRL stars, just look at the Tongan team. And the Samoan team, or the Samoan team have so many Penrith players. So it's going to be the most even we've ever seen it. But I think Australia definitely favourite. You say Australia favourite, but New Zealand, um, I would think, would be Australia's biggest threat. They've got a world-class spine. They're, you know, they've got a very powerful pack with JWH, Nelson, Asofa, uh, Solomona, James Fisher, Harris. I mean, these guys uh, are a genuine threat to the, to the Kangaroos. 100% Candice, because if you look back, every World Cup final, any test match you picture realistically is Australia and New Zealand. But just the way the draw works out this year, if all goes to plan and they win, the two of those sides are going to meet in the semi final. So it's unfortunate that you're not going to get a New Zealand-Australia final, but it could be in England-Australia, England-New Zealand, whatever it may be. Yeah, they've been the two dominant sides yeah, the look of the traditional sides, Australia, New Zealand, England, you know, traditionally in World Cups, so you, you think about them, you don't think about many of the others. But some of those other matches between the Pacific sides, they there will be some real feeling in those matches. They, there's some grudges and things to be settled amongst those Pacific nations. They could be spectacular to watch. 100%. I think, look, I think the the first thing before you even get to the footy is the fact that it means so much to them when they pick to play for Samoa or for Tonga. Their families often are in tears when they let them know the news. It means so much to them. And that's why it's so important to the game. But I think it just makes for a, a much more exciting World Cup than we've ever been used to before. All right, Emma Lawrence from Channel 9 over there in the UK, the Rugby League World Cup, first Aussie game again, 5.30 tomorrow morning. You'll be able to watch that. Emma, we'll catch up with you throughout the tournament, mate. Appreciate your time in the Dead Set Legends. No worries at all. I'll catch you guys soon. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. You can find us on Twitter at Dead Set Legends. I had a few that came through during the week after just a lovely first Saturday with you guys. I appreciate you having me back. And Did you get Candace mine? War. Did I get you what? My message? Yeah, the really nice one you sent about yeah. how you hate Queenslanders or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that was good.
Uh, Candice is wearing better deodorant this week, so we're all good. I am, but I'm not wearing a very nice shirt. I don't like the V-neck. I'm not a fan no. of the V-neck. I won't be wearing this again. It's just that Rich is well-dressed for a change. Anyway, um, let's roll through a few of the questions that came through. Candice, first up for you from Lee Wallace, 67, wants to know, heading into the Cricket World Cup, your favourite Aussie player outside of David to watch and your favourite international one to look out for? Uh, favourite international will go first. I love Kane Williamson from New Zealand, the captain there. I think he's a, um, a great guy, but also plays really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Rohit Sharma as a, as a batsman. I think he'll do really well. Um, so those two players. And then in Australia, the ones to watch out for, I mean, they're all going so well. Marcus Stoinis, incredible form at the moment. I think he'll mm. do good. Mitch Marsh, I think, will light the, the T20 World Cup. Um, a light. Is well, that such a thing? Light it a light? light no. Light, light it up. But, light but, it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, but they've got to get a, a reliable middle order, haven't they? If the openers don't fire, it seems, in our limited overs teams, the, the middle order can't save them. Yeah, but the middle order, they're, they're, they're going all right. Just No, they're not. No, they're, they're okay. Mitch no, Marsh, Doyness. We've got Tim David it. now. <laughs> all right, stick with them. Uh, Liam Salt, for you, Richard, you're a successful horse trainer, but could you be a successful trainer in any other sport, i.e. running water for the NRL? Uh, running water for the NRL. Yeah, yep. Yes, I think I could get the job done, yep. but I'd be out there, you know, giving my opinions from behind the, yes. the, <laughs> behind the line. Hey, 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 wider. What? No, move over there. You would be like the Panthers um, water boy that got into a bit of strife no, when they played South. Right. Alfie was the best at it. Alfie uh, used to just go out there and run the run the game from behind the with you know holding a water bottle, and then get nude at the bar afterwards. So you're probably not too dissimilar. From Fit Pete Eleven for you, Candice. Look, you're an Ironman champion. If a million dollars is on the line, could you get our mate Richard in shape and ready for one in six months? Yep, oh, million bucks. Yep, yep, no <laughs> doubt. I'm in too. <laughs> We're doing for a bit How much less am I getting? You don't get paid. Oh, uh, no, and, I'm not in. And finally for you, Richard, at Shape Shifting Tea. Uh, Richard, you're a middle-aged man with a young man's mane middle. of hair. Buzz cut soon or are you never going to embrace your age? Middle. I'm copying middle as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had much longer hair than this during COVID. No, I'm just too mean to pay the $80 to get it cut too often. All right, it's a, that is another rort. What about the man bun? Have you got no, a man no, bun? No, no, oh, no, no, no. Yes. There'll be please, no man bun. Please come and give us a <laughs> no, man bun one week. No, 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 we'll yeah. give him some tracks with. With dead set legends written on the side. Really? Uh, coming up next, yeah. the I women's get a beard like you, Elliot. You know, it's I a beautiful beard. It Thank is you. a beautiful beard, I must say. The uh, women's big bash leg is kicked off. Does it come well, from the bottom up or from the it, top down? Who knows? It, it, none of your business. Uh, we will dive into that. And the world's highest paid athlete straight after this on Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. All right, guys, the, the Women's Big Bash League has kicked off 56 games before we even get to finals. There's a lot for the girls. I think it, it wraps up mid-November. Uh, but they say never ride off a champion. Candice, uh, a lot of conversation about Elise Perry maybe in the, the twilight of her career, but the first game uh, for the Sixers, she, she went back the clock a little bit. I think 55 with the bat in a couple of wickets too. Yeah, she was looking fantastic. And uh, the women's big bash kicked off on Thursday, the Sixers versus the Brisbane Heat. And the Sixers won by four wickets. So that was a really good start. Um, and then last night, the Thunder took on Hobart. They lost, uh, but the Sixers will play again tonight against the Adelaide Strikers, actually this afternoon from Mackay at 3.40pm. So uh, Alyssa Healy didn't make any runs the other night, so she'll be looking to improve on that performance. But it's just so great to see 
uh, women's cricket on at the same time as the men's at the moment. I mean, if you, if you like cricket in this country, you, there's so much, so much so that when I was flicking through Foxtel last night, I noticed there's an extra Fox there's cricket, cricket channel. channel. No, yeah. there's the there's, there's the Fox Cricket Channel, but there's another one now. An extra cricket channel. An extra channel. cricket channel. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, so there's yeah. So well, there's, there's so much cricket on. There is so much cricket. Um, <laughs> Actually, I don't mind the women's cricket. It's, it's good. It's they're quite how, skillful. How progressive of you, Richard? <laughs> but I think out of, I think out of all the women's Elliot. sports, it's the one that I prefer the most. It's just. Um, you know, th- their skill level yeah, is, good. is yep. elite it and is good. it's very entertaining. Yeah. All right. Uh, a list has come out this week that we can roll through. The world's 10 highest paid athletes in 2022. Any on there that, that shocked either of you? Um, you know what? I was slightly s- surprised by um, Roger Federer being mm-hmm. so high. I mean, he hasn't played any tennis in, in so long, yet he's still making – what was it per week? Maybe one? 1.74. $1.74 million dollars you know, a there's, week. There's something fundamentally wrong with that whole list. That people who, you know, hit a tennis ball, a furry ball over a net, or chase a little white one round on a, a golf course, or, or throw a, a football in a, an NFL match, they're on huge money, disgraceful money. Right? It's just unrealistic. I know I can, it's been explained to me a million times. It's all about sponsorships and all about, you know, eyes on TV uh, screens and that sort of thing. But, you know, there are real people doing really good and sometimes dangerous work who get paid nothing like that. It wouldn't even be the, the, the interest on their tax bill. But can we not derail this segment yeah. with this? Right. So Messi, <laughs> $2.88 million a week. LeBron James, two point three three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's plenty of basketballers. Tom Brady. Yeah, we've 1. got Brady. 6. Cristiano Ronaldo, 2.21 to basically sit on the bench for Man U. How much? For how, for how long? A week. Oh, I just, I love Richard. You've come into battle for, you know, the common man today. And, They're and my a people. week. Uh, no, a week ago you're saying, oh, my $100 entree at dinner and then I had the mains on yep. top of that. Told you I, I had a sponsor to <laughs> 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 All right. Hey, coming up next on the Dead Set Legends, Greg Russ, the king of motorsport, will join us. We'll find out if Van Gisbergen has sobered up from Bathurst after this on Triple M. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix, Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, joining us now is is the great one, the king of motorsport, Greg Russ from Rusty's Garage, the podcast you can get for free on the listener app. Rusty, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, he was the most inebriated man in Australia after Bathurst. He won won the last race for Holden up there, and clearly it, it meant a lot. Elliot, Candace, Richard, good morning. I thought, I kind of think this was shades of like James Hunt in the mid 1970s, or you know, like it was just in some ways absolutely awesome. So yes, absolutely, he's a racer's racer. Um, he knows the history of, of Holden at that place. So to to walk away with the last one in a Commodore to wrap up the Holden chapter uh, at the mountain as a winner was something very special for him. His co-driver, Garth Tander, that's win number five for him. Um, Garth texted me on Monday and basically said it, it feels kind of surreal. So to do that with the big team and to have the two big Holden outfits kind of leaving nothing on the table in those final 20 laps was, was a pretty uh, epic way to wrap it up. 
I watched the coverage. It was brilliant. I thought um, I watched. I was watching the start, and there were those two really big incidents at the start. The one that was a multi-car pileup with a you know, couple of them ending up off the road. But the one that really sort of caught my eye was the young driver who drove his car back onto the racetrack and then yes. smashed into someone else, and he had to go around apologising to everyone. So, Richard, this has created two schools of thought. So Zane Goddard, um, to his credit, has absolutely got on the forward foot and apologised. The officials in the review of it have hit him with a 10 grand fine, 5,000 of it suspended. Um, and Russell Engel, the enforcer, has actually come to Zane Goddard's defence. So a lot of people thought it was a moment of madness. You know, he, he fired off the track on the wet grass uh, and it was so wet at one point, the car skated back in, in, his, in his hurried endeavour to get back into the race. Uh, straight into the path of Dale Wood and Matt Campbell. So uh, Russell says, you know, we don't want to beat up too heavily on some of these young races. You know, we need to to um, not have them uh, disenchanted. And he's firsthand seen, uh, seen the way that, that, you know, Zane has committed himself to this sport. So the young fella's put his hand up. Um, yeah, he's been fine. I, 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 and nice to see a, a star like Russell Ingle in his corner, all things considered. And you're at the Moto GP. How's Jack Miller looking after Friday's practice? Gee, gosh, it was windy there. It really was. And it is just, can I just say, it is so good to be back. We, I haven't been here since 2019. The sport hasn't been here because of the pandemic. Uh, these bikes sound, you can probably hear them in the background, they sound absolutely <laughs> magic. So probably not good to focus on the combined time of Jack Miller on Friday, but you're right. It was massively windy and weather affected yesterday. The weather keeps getting better over the weekend. And he is... The most relaxed I've ever seen him. So he got married during the week in Townsville. Uh, friends and family there. Um, I, I don't think I've ever seen him so chilled. He is mathematically entitled contention, but really it's his teammate that's got to focus on the job. So Jack can just kind of, uh, shackles are off. He can go for his home race victory, hopefully. I reckon he he's going to win. Last, he was on the podium here last time out, and he's on in, in hot form too. A podium last weekend um, in Asia and, and coming off a win in Japan as well. On your Rusty. Always appreciate your legend. Thanks for jumping on the Dead Set Legends today. Take, take care. See you, guys. See you, awesome. Rusty. I watched that most of the coverage last Sunday. And yeah. I'll tell you what, Bathurst is one of the great bogan fiestas. But when you add water to that, it just <laughs> turns into a spectacular off the track as well as on. You know, you say the most bogan fiesta. Is it true that you can only take in one um, one slab per one man slab. per day? And they're blowing up about I mean, it. No, it's not enough. That's, that's outrageous. <laughs> they're well, done by lunchtime, yeah. Well, what they don't show you is the piles of cans that are piled up there. They, <laughs> they've kept to, the cameras away from that. If you wanted to make a bit of cash, you'd grab your bag or you'd get a truck and get all the cans and, and put them in there and yeah. take them to the recycling I can see center. you doing that, Candice. That's, that's something right up your alley. Well, Would we, you wear your Balenciaga jacket while you're no, doing I'll collecting the, the cans? No, I'll tell the guy that, that, <laughs> that goes through my bins right. on a weekly basis yeah. that he needs to get up there next year. You go up there with your courage bag, would you, to fill it up full of cans and... <laughs> I've got oh, nothing dear. to say. You and your Pierre Cardin suit. Pierre <laughs> yeah, Cardin. All right. Can't time out. That. Greg <laughs> Russ for Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. We'll round things out next. Uh, Richard's list of grievances is always interesting. And it's straight after this. Hey, yeah, 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 it's more than interesting. <laughs> On Triple M. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Before we disappear, this morning, last week, Richard, you went whack on unisex toilets. You tried to ban them from the entire country. That's right. Uh, you're fired up, ready to go, slightly better dressed than last week. But what do you got? 
Well, I need my intro. There it is. <laughs> this is needy. Don't try and do this without the music. He's got his angry head on. <laughs> I've discovered one of the great rorts over the last six months. Non-alcoholic liquor. It's cordial. That's all it is. And they're charging $100 a litre for this rubbish. <laughs> and, and there's shops. There's shops dedicated to it. You can go in there and buy non-alcoholic gin. That's cordial. Non-alcoholic bourbon. That's cordial. <laughs> they're selling cordial. You know why they do it? For money. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> to have a presence in the actual, because um, you can't have it in the in the aisles of the US. Um, supermarket, so that so that they these big companies can have a presence in there. So it's not to help out the people who are, you know, trying to get off the alcohol or anything like that. It's for yes to be in front of mind. It's a rort. It is a rort. It's a rort. They, they should be charging cordial prices, not liquor prices. There's no alcohol in that. They're not getting taxed on the alcohol content. They're just selling cordial. Well, if you like it. Go nuts. Drink as much of it as you like. But no, you should be paying like a dollar a litre, not a hundred a litre. I agree. Talking about cordial, are you a GI man or? Did like the GI. Um, my preference would be for the fruit cup. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> that will do me. The fruit cup. That's so funny. <laughs> that is the least masculine cordial out of all of them. I'm not saying you're not a manly man, but that is that is... Unisex toilets material. That's bad. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. If you want more of the Dead Set Legends, you can download our podcast through the listener app. Richard Candice, always a pleasure. See you later. See you, Elliot. Game, set and match. And other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner.